Welcome to the Song Saloon. I'm your host, Jordan Smith Reynolds. Each episode, I meet with an artist and we sit down with one of their songs. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of being with LA-based artist, Jessica Vines. Since 2019, Jessica Vines has been releasing music that connects heart and soul to the body through catchy melodies, a timeless voice, and contagious groove. Exploring personal events from her past, Jessica Vines bridges the emotions felt to the lessons learned from experiences of heartbreak, self-discovery, and triumph in a relatable yet unique voice. She sets the mood with a nostalgic tone that feels timeless yet current. She uses new sounds and textures to bring a deeper level of vulnerability than ever before and brings the message even clearer. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Can you tell us a bit about the song we're looking at today? Yeah, sure. Sun in your eyes. I mean, I wish that there was like something deeper to it, but it really is just kind of like a silly little love song that I wrote. Just kind of being wrapped up in those feelings of like when you first start really liking somebody and all the little things that eventually become annoying. But like right away, you're like, oh my gosh, you look so good with the sun in your eyes. The first line is like, I like the way we kiss in the morning where it's like, you don't even mind the morning breath. Like it's still Mm -hmm. in that like beginning stages and everything is really fun. So yeah, I wrote it from that place. Just kind of a fun little love, love song. I feel the the fun really comes through with just that very intro riff on the recorded version, which you'll hear at the end of the episode. But the it's what is it? Kind of like a retro-y sounding thing. Do you know what that sound is? That like mm, da, mm, cut, da, mm, cut. Yeah, that's just like me playing keys and behind the curtain. I like didn't know how to record MIDI. <laughs> Uh-huh. At the time that I recorded it and I worked with a producer that I met in college back in the day So this was like the first project that we did together again since I moved back. So I recorded the keys here Yeah, didn't know how to record MIDI and so it's like the actual sound from my keyboard that he just kind of messed with and Oh cool yeah, put some effects on. Yeah That's awesome. So, yeah, it feels almost like video game-ish to me that yeah that sound on it, which is really fun that's cool. That's good that you get that we that is like a little Easter egg to the music video that we're still finishing up on the song, but that's oh, yeah? definitely the vibe. So I'm glad that you got that. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Cool. Yeah. Would you mind performing that now? For sure. Awesome. Let's love do to it. hear it. in the morning I like the way you look with sun in your eyes I like the way that we talk in the evening we've never been too good at saying goodbye about the future you mention me cause I'm part of your plan I like the way that you always assure me you make me feel like no other man has oh I love you baby I need you baby forever just don't feel like long enough so when you give it to me drives me crazy I ain't ever gonna give you up baby I need your love 
guess it keeps what's really doing its part I got a lot on my mind, even more in my heart It's like an old broke car, I'm just hoping it starts And for you, yeah, I'm sure that it will You got my cup so full, I just know what'll spill Instead of wasting our time, gonna ask for the bill I'll invite you to mine, so get lost in our feelings Yeah, I got a problem taking it slow I got my ducks in a row, a couple birds and I'm stoned Bite my tongue, pretending I don't love you We met last night, but it doesn't mean that it's not true I've been hurt before, cut to the bone Sometimes I wonder if I'm better alone But you alone approve I got nothing to lose Be broken and bruised You're the one that I choose Oh, I love you, baby I need you, baby Forever just don't feel like long enough So when you give it to me It drives me crazy I ain't ever gonna give you up No, I love you awesome thank you yeah of course of course that's so it's fun. always interesting doing it when you have a song with somebody else it's always interesting doing their part right <laughs> it's so different i saw your instagram post where you where you like <laughs> cosplayed as oh bummer and <laughs> performed yes. the song so it looks like it's you've gotten in into your voice and everything too i did i did some method acting for sure mm -hmm. with that one yeah yeah getting silly with the with the promo but that's the promo to me that feels the most fun and genuine so i'm like whatever i'm just gonna do it <laughs> yeah can we talk about how that collaboration came about sure so i wrote this song last august so almost a year ago and i was just trying to like write a second verse and nothing felt like it was fitting like i can't write the other part of the song and Obama and I have been friends for about a year and a half now. And so we always have been like, oh, we should do a song together. We should do a collab. We got to do something. And I was like, duh, this is it. This is the perfect space for that. And it just kind of felt like that rhythm that happens in the verse just felt like it lended itself really nicely to a rap. So yeah, I asked him and, and he was down and and then he wrote his verse and we recorded it and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it does fit the song so well, I think. It gives it this nice breath of fresh air and keeps it rolling in a really nice way, I think. I also really love the interplay that you both have during it. Like, so he's he's doing the rap and then you have this no moment where I forget what the line is right before, but I love how you're like both still part of it, even while he's doing his verse. Do you know what I'm talking about? But, totally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's like right after the, like, 
no, I don't even know where to start. And then I go, no. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. trying to like get on my like hype woman vibes, but it just, <laughs> it ended up feeling more conversational for sure, which I think again, lends itself really nicely. I wanted this song to feel like it was conversation between two people that were like we should not like each other as much as we do at this stage so it was nice that he was down to kind of play in that world were you both in the studio at the same time we were yeah so i wrote this sent a very rough demo to my producer who lives in st louis he did the track and then we obama and i did all of our vocals together which was nice because then we were able to kind of like use what the other person was doing to inform what we did. That comes through a lot through the music, I think, where it would have been hard to do if it was virtual, you know, or if you had gone in at separate times. There's a, there's a sense of play in the song. And I think that really accentuated that. Cool. Oh, thank you. I'm really glad that that comes across because that was, that was important. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to Man, it's hard finding time that you're available at the same time as other people. So it's always like when you get those magical moments where you both end up in the same place, it's like, yes, this is so precious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you wrote this in August. Did you have the first verse and the chorus and basically everything except for that second verse at that point? Yes. yeah. Yeah. I had the whole song outlined and then he he wrote the verse and I mean, we had kind of like. Like he had started and I was like, he hadn't really read it and he was written what he was going to do. And he was like, oh, I feel really weird writing in front of you. And I was like, all right, well, let's just like try some ideas. And so we like experimented a bit together. But for the most part, he wrote it on his own and then we recorded it together, which was cool. I think that that really works well for I know for me, I don't like having an audience when I write. It makes me Mm -hmm. so nervous. So when I get to just kind of sit on something and then feel good about something and bring it to somebody else, it always that feels more comfortable, so. Yeah, I'm similar that way. I know there's a lot of writers, especially here in LA, that are probably used to going into a room with like 10 other writers and just kind of going out a pop song, but that mm-hmm. is not my ideal method and it's it's not the method for everyone, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm learning the older I get, I'm like, man, I really need time to process things. So it's better if I can do that and then come with something and then from there adjust but yeah same i'm the same as you Mm -hmm. i've started bringing songs that are pretty close like kind of like you had the the verse and the chorus and you had all that ready and then you bring that to a bummer i prefer that kind of writing as opposed to well let's make something and you know if we're both like not really feeling it it can kind of just be hard to get off the ground but i i like doing collaborations where you it's more intentional like you you know you've got something and it's pretty close to being there and then you can work with someone to help it get it over the finish line totally yeah i think yeah that's a really great point it can be so easy to not (laughs) work on it and not kind of see it to its end when you're kind of starting from scratch with somebody else but when it's something that you feel more tied to and you're like well i've basically finished it it's like a lot easier to kind of work through it and I don't know but yeah like you said just be more intentional with it yeah have you ever worked from that side of being more of like the finisher of a song as opposed to bringing someone a song that and they kind of help bring it to its conclusion yeah I did I like last year I guess 
it wasn't even so much that I wrote anything or changed anything, but I have done features that other people have written. So I did one with an artist named Zach Churchill, who's here in Southern California, and came in and sang a verse and did some harmonies and stuff. So, and that's really fun. It's super cool and like such an honor that anyone would want to like trust you with a part of their art. So yeah, I think that that's such a special space too. Yeah. And I think this song in particular that you brought today is just a testament to collaboration because I really think the song is is elevated by having Obummer as part of it. And it's it's so much fun. Definitely one of my favorite songs that I've heard from you. Just it, it's just so much fun. And I think it fits your voice so well, like your vocal quality, just some people's voices just have that sense of like fun. You can hear it like when they start singing. And it really comes through in your voice. So I really appreciate that in your music. Thanks. I I know for me, music is always a place to find positivity. So if I can provide that, that's always my goal is I want to like provide music that makes people like, all right, I'm having a bad day, but like tomorrow could be better. And so that's a reason enough to keep trekking along, you know? Yeah. Would you say that's why you got into music or maybe we can talk about that a little bit, how you became an artist and decided to go down this path? Sure. Yeah, I started, I feel like like a lot of people singing in church. That's kind of how I started performing and like felt a lot of value and yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Like I felt valuable in that way and it, it felt really good to be able to participate in something and to hear some positive feedback and so that kind of started my interest really and then um it wasn't until after college because I went to school for music Mm. but I was like I'm not creative I'm like not good at creating and I was like kind of set on that narrative that I was like never going to be somebody that could create on their own I was like I I, maybe I'll write with other people or other people can write for me that was kind of what I thought because I was just like I don't even know how to write or like what that looks like and yeah, I literally got my degree in music and then started doing a cover band. And I was like, all right, this ain't it. (laughs) I cannot (laughs) play other people's music. I have to feel connected to it in some way. So then I was playing bass at the time and wrote my first song on bass, which was like kind of odd. But then from there was just like, whatever, it doesn't actually have to be good. And then I started writing that way. But yeah, I think the reason that I do music or one of my favorite parts about music is the collaborative effect. The fact that two people can come together and, you know, the sum of its parts is more than, what is that saying? You know the saying. It's much more powerful. Absolutely. And I think that that's so cool. So, yeah, it's that collaborative effect of music and the connectivity of music and the, the messages that you find in music. Yeah. So how did you get over that feeling that you weren't meant to create? And I'd also, if you're comfortable going into it, I'd love to know why you felt that way. Was it because you were surrounded by people that were creating stuff? You're like, oh, I can never do that. Or you're just measuring yourself against the greats at the time. What was it that was holding you back from writing? You know, I haven't dug too deep into that in therapy yet. (laughs) But um, I mean, I think that's, yeah, a lot of it was comparing myself to others And it's so easy when you haven't started to see where you want to be and feel like, dang, that's a climb. Mm -hmm. And it is. But it wasn't until I started like, so in school I had to do a few arranging projects and stuff. And it, it 
for me had to be a very like, I'm not concerned about the fact that I'm running a marathon. I'm just taking this one step and I can do this one step. And then from there, I think I can take another step. All right, maybe I'll start jogging. You know, like it, it literally happened that way. So yeah, I think it was, it was comparing myself to others. It was feeling like I have never written anything. I don't even know how to write, let alone write something that's worth people's attention or time. And then I never have considered myself an instrumentalist. I've always considered myself a vocalist. Mm -hmm. And I think there's like this kind of stereotype within music that vocalists are like really musically dumb and they're lazy and they're divas. And I kind of let that like hold me down. And I didn't realize, I mean, I did have to get some agency on some instruments before I was able to write, but you know, I'm not a great keyboard player. I wouldn't consider myself like a great keyboard player. I can play keyboard parts and I like it and it's fun, but it's definitely to serve my voice and the messages. So I had to get over that too. I had to get over like, well, I'm not a great instrumentalist. I don't know how to play anything. You know, all those little like reasons that you can find to not do something that is just scary and intimidating. Yeah. I know because I came from a musical background in college as well. Were you in contemporary type of music or is it more classical training? I got my degree in jazz studies. So it was basically a half jazz performance degree and then half like business degree. Yeah, I could see that, especially in the jazz world with because it's tough when you see pianists, you know, going into their the practice room for like eight hours a day and being like, well, you like physically can't do that as a vocalist. But, you know, looking at that on the classical side, you're also, and I'm sure there's relatable jazz things in this too, but on the classical side, you have languages you're studying and trying to figure out how to sing in different languages well, and also moving around and acting and figuring out that piece of it. So there's a a lot that's occupying your time besides the actual work of singing that you're focusing on. And I'm sure that's true as well in, in the jazz world. Where was it you studied? In Minnesota at a, a university called Minnesota State University Moorhead. MSUM. Nice. Go Dragons. Yeah, go yeah. Dragons. <laughs> Great. So It was cool. Yeah. Why did you choose jazz? Well, so I moved from Southern California. I lived, I grew up in Riverside, moved to Fargo, North Dakota when I was 17. Did my senior year of high school there. And then I was like, I don't feel like moving away from my family again across the country to go back to California. So I was like, whatever, I'll go to college here. And everybody was like, you want to go to MSUM? It's the hipster college. It's the Mm. cool college. And I was like, okay, cool, done. So I went there because it was just a little bit more like arts focused. Mm. And it was between classical and jazz. Those were the two options that you had to study. And I was like, it's not going to be classical. So I got into (laughs) jazz and I was like, through that kind of fell in love with the genre Yeah, I'm so happy that I did. Yeah. Has that influenced your songwriting, your your background in jazz? For sure. For sure. I wish it did more because it's such a beautiful art form and I have so Mm -hmm. much like respect for the genre. But yeah, definitely like just even some of the changes that I hear or, you know, some of the, the major vocalists in the jazz genre, their agility and like the way that their ears work is so inspiring 
I think the coolest thing about jazz is you can be listening and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, what did they do there? You know, like it's always catching your attention. And so I'm very inspired and I try to throw little things like that into my music where you're like, mm, I wasn't expecting that. But also I'm very okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> where it fits in kind of more of that pop contemporary structure still very well. Yeah. You said you studied classical? I did. Yes. I studied through my master's degree, actually. I was studying vocal performance and switched to vocal pedagogy halfway through. But yeah, I sing okay. in kind of an operatic style for a good while. During my undergrad, I've always been writing songs on the side too. So it wasn't until after graduating my master's degree that I kind of made a switch and decided to focus more on songwriting. Do you feel like that has influenced your writing? That's a good question. I would say yes. For some things, it's definitely influenced my vocal quality on some things. And so it comes out every once in a while. Like I have a song called Free. That song has this part where I sing in kind of a falsetto-y, but like with more heavy vibrato in it. My producer kind of used a synth to make it sound like a synth. And then it kind of morphs into a real voice at the end. It's kind of ethereal and creepy-ish as it's happening. <laughs> but so, yeah, I've seen it definitely influence, at least from a vocal standpoint, and there are some works that I was really drawn to that actually have more of a simple structure in the classical world that I could relate more to, to pop music and to more contemporary, like the, the folk stuff I like. Actually, a lot of folk influence in, in some operas. That's so cool. That's such a unique experience and perspective to bring to pop, I think. Yeah, it's definitely different. I was actually thinking it might be fun to do an EP or something and then release like a classical song at the end of it just to be different because I haven't heard people do that. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. The more people can like experience different genres, I think the, the better everybody is. Yeah, for sure. I think the trick with classical is it's really meant to be experienced in the spaces that classical music was was built for, you know, like an auditorium that has really great acoustics. It's hard to replicate that in headphones. It really has to do with the space that we sing in. So that's what I think about classical music. I, I love it. It's fun. I still sing in choirs. It's cool to think about it influencing songwriting. I'll need to think about that more. Yeah. We talked about jazz influence with bands like Lake Street Dive. I know you, you mentioned you were a fan of them. Are there other artists that you're listening to that kind of have that jazz influence? That's a good question. There's an artist, I think her name is Elise. She just released an EP that's so good all the way through. And like her voicings and chord progressions are just so tasty and her voice mm. fits so nicely. Yeah, she's so good. There's an artist named Bruno Major who has some really, really beautiful songs, like songs that are just good to cry to. <laughs> those are some artists that come that, that I hear some of those influences, but... I'm also just like a big fan of anyone that does something that feels so genuinely them and authentic that I think inherently with that comes some of that like unexpected element that jazz brings a lot. Hmm. So like artists like Remy Wolf, oh, I love all of her stuff. Like she's so good. I was stoked to see the Remy Wolf, Madison Cunningham collaboration that was really fun so good yeah yeah it's so good i think for like a week straight it was the only song that i played and uh -huh. spotify was like we there's like heavily suggesting other things they're like girl <laughs> you're going through something <laughs> so 
So good, though. I'd like to talk about your songwriting process a bit. You mentioned getting over that hump of not feeling like you could write and kind of experimenting and having that play. And you also mentioned kind of just authenticity in songwriting and chasing that. How do you find that in your writing? Do you have like a schedule? What does that look like? Yeah. So now I try to make songwriting as much a part of my practice as anything else. I'm a big to-do list person. I Mm. love lists, to-do lists. I love checking them off. Nothing makes me sleep better than seeing a long list that I checked off (laughs) for the day. So I, every day in my to-do list, I have practice and I have like a few things listed underneath and then I have write. And the big thing for me now is just showing up to write and giving myself full permission to write something terrible and to be okay with it and also to finish it. So Mm. I really don't like having half songs that are not finished. It makes me just feel like uneasy, I guess. I don't know. And so I know pretty quickly when I'm writing a song, like if it's a song that I'm going to want to pursue further or if it's just like I'm feeling my feels and I'm writing it and I have to write something today. So I'm just going to do this. Can you articulate the difference for you? Like when, when you know it's really difficult to do. It is really difficult. There are plenty of songs that I write that I like that don't feel like it's my voice. Hmm. I listen to like a decent amount too, like especially in the summer to like folk or bluegrass. I don't know, you know, still pop, but like within, you know, more leaning towards that. And so it's sometimes I'll write in that. And that's just very different than my voice as an artist. And so for those, I like to think of them as just like, those are my diary entries where I get to be like emotional and and write it out. But I think when it's something that I can't get out of my head and there's like a certain feeling that I have where I'm like, this feels fun and it feels relatable and it feels honest to who I am and I can see myself performing this on stage then I'll pursue it a little bit further. And sometimes I'll pursue it and then I'll be like, nah, nah, this isn't it. But that's kind of the first thing that I look for is like, is it stuck in my head? Does it feel relatable yet personal? And does it feel like it's a song that would fit in my set list? Do you have a certain like way of kind of sussing out your songs? Yeah, I find I beat my head against the wall more than I should on some songs, like finishing ones that I could have just put away. But... For me, when I know a song is one I want to start getting in the set list or I might want to think about recording, it's one that transports me somehow as I sing it. So if it's Mm -hmm. one that I can really forget the passing of time, so it's usually more trance-like riffs and things like that that kind of just let you think about maybe even something completely different than what the song is is saying at the time. Those, Those are the ones that do it for me. That's cool. Do you still feel like you're transported when you perform it live? Sometimes. (laughs) You know, performing live is such an interesting thing. It's like, it's, it's different every single time. And you have a million things going on. Like you might have a band you're playing with and trying to get in time and making sure everyone's feeling good about where they're at. And then, oh, maybe there's two people at the bar talking really loud and you can't see because the lights are on. So some of those things come in and it's it's harder for me to really tune into whatever's transporting me as I sing just with my guitar by myself at home. But mm-hmm. it is a magical thing whenever it happens live too. Does that happen to you as well? 
there's just so many distractions performing live for me. Totally. Same. Yeah. I think for me, when I write a song, I feel the feels. And then a lot of times too, like even halfway through, I'll be like, well, I think I'm going to shift it and I will kind of change it. And so by the time that it's recorded and I'm performing it live, I don't even like sun in your eyes. Like it's, I don't think about the thing that made me feel that way the Mm. first time I started writing it. But there's like a residual like good feeling because it's kind of a fun song. So for me, like transporting when I'm performing live is when I can just feel those feelings and hone in on that. And it's not even really what the song is about or like what I wrote it about or what I was inspired by. It's just like right now in the present. How does this make me feel? And if I can tune into that, then I'm. That's a good night. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And there is something to be said with getting into the recording process. And once it's done, it really is for other people at that point, right? It's been serving you as an artist to create the thing. But at the point that it's recorded, then it does become something outside of you. It's for someone else at that point. Totally. Yeah. And hopefully people can take something out of it. But yeah. They're going to take whatever they take out of it. That was something I learned early where it's like, I can write this about whatever I want it to be about, but somebody's going to hear it and be like, this is definitely about this because it's what they relate to. Uh And again, that's the beautiful thing about music. That's that connectivity, right? It's like we can be talking about the same thing, but experiencing it so differently, but still find commonality. And, you know, it's a complex and beautiful thing. But yeah, once it's out, it's out and you have no control over Mm -hmm. what people think it's about. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I have a song called Meant to Be Apart, and people are constantly being like, are you and Danielle okay? (laughs) No! I like to write from people's stories, like as an observer, more than personal Mm -hmm. stories. Sometimes I will write from a personal place, but I find a lot of inspiration looking out at other people's relationships and other things going on in the world. So yeah, it's just funny. People make the stories once the song is out. Totally, totally. That's good. At least they ask you, though. That's good. And then you can clear it up. Yeah. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. (laughs) I know. It's gone to the point where I'm on stage. If I know a lot of people are familiar with with me, I'm like, disclaimer, things are good, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and I have to I have to throw that out there. It's just funny. Yeah, that is. So what is going on next for you, Jessica? Do you have anything coming up that people should be looking out for? Yeah. So I am finishing up an EP that will be out late August. So I'm dropping little songs here and there. I've got another one coming out at the end of June. And then I'll have one coming out in July. And then, yeah, the whole project will will drop in August. So I'm really excited about this. This is the first, this is definitely more collaborative than I have been in a while. So it's really exciting. My old producer that I worked with, he had a bunch of songs that he's like, I don't know, let me know if you hear something. And I was like, oh, these are so sick. So we we got to work together again, and that was really cool. I love having those projects where it's like, like you said, like most of it is done, and you just get to kind of like fill in and mm. like kind of refine. So it's been really, really fun. And some of these songs have been working in a different part of my range and, and trying to dig in a little deeper with writing and trying to explore... Uh, different parts of of my voice in in genre in range and in all those things so 
yeah, I'm really excited about it. Cool. So it sounds like there's a lot of contrast between the songs. It definitely ranges. And this is like more of a, I don't want to say, well, it's literally going to be called a very good story. I was going to say, I don't want to call it like a narrative, but like <laughs> it, it is. So yeah, it definitely has some elements of, of really fun, light, summery, that kind of like, yeah, newly in love the world is beautiful vibes but then there are definitely some songs on here that are a little bit darker and then a song that's like a pure love song which i don't know if i've ever like written a love song like this Mm. so (laughs) i'm excited for that that'll be the next single oh awesome so yeah great where can we find you so you can find me on instagram and facebook jessica vines music i think it's the same thing on youtube too and I have a website, jessicavines.com. That's where you can find all of my shows coming up or stream my music or check out cool podcasts like this. Hey, thanks, Jessica. Um, You have a show coming up on June 30th. Is that right? Yes. Okay. June 30th at the Stowaway, downtown LA. Awesome. So for LA listeners, June 30th, Stowaway. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Jessica. It was, it was great chatting with you. Thanks so much for having me. I I'm so glad to get to to spend some time chatting about music. It was super fun. So thank you. Yes. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for stopping by the Song Saloon. Episodes are released weekly on Wednesday, and you can follow on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter at The Song Saloon, and visit our website, thesongsaloon.com, where you can find past episodes, transcriptions, sign up to our email list, and find more ways to support the show. Please follow, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every little bit helps grow our community of artists, songwriters, and music lovers. We truly couldn't do it without you. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.
yeah, I'm sure that it will You got my cup so full, I just know what it's spill Instead of wasting her time, I'm gonna ask for the bill I'll invite you to mine, just to get lost in her feelings Yeah, I got a problem taking it slow I got my ducks in a row, a couple birds when I'm stoned Yeah, I bite my tongues, pretending I don't love you We met last night, but it doesn't mean that it's not true I've been hurt before, cut to the bone Sometimes I wonder if I'm better alone But you alone are proof that I got nothing to lose Be broken and bruised, you're the one that I I like the 